Indeed, the war goes on. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this very beautiful day. That your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, we thank you that you are the healer, the deliverer. You are the one who rescues us and sets us free. You are the savior. You are the one who came to ransom and rescue us. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that, for dying on the cross, for paying the price in full. That Satan has nothing more that he can demand of us legally. I thank you, Lord God, that you call those who are listening today to come to surrender, to accept your free gift of grace and revelation and salvation. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the promise, many promises you made to deliver us from evil and to keep us from the evil one. Lord God, and that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Lord God, that that is the reward and the inheritance of those who follow you. You've given us power over all the power of the enemy to bind, to loose, to love to forgive, to love even our enemies. So, Lord, I pray today that you cover each of us, our families, those who work for us and pray for us, and those that have come to us for love and help, those who are listening today, that you'd encourage each one with an answer to prayer. Lord, those who are boxed up and blocked up with unbelief and doubt and, and discouragement, Father God, you'd remove those demonic strongholds and walls and barriers from them, that they can receive the nurture, the, the sunshine of your love, Father God, and that you would um, give us wisdom, that we speak with the truth as the oracles of God, and that you'd encourage each one through this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, So what are we talking about well, today? Well, we're talking about what, you know, we people pray the Lord's Prayer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and familiar with that. Uh, our Father, or some people refer to it as the Our Father. Uh, our Father in heaven, this is how Jesus said, here's generally, not necessarily a prayer that we're to repeat over and over again mindlessly, mm-hmm but as a pattern for prayer. Right. What, what's the outline of what we should include mm-hmm. when we're praying? Because the disciples asked him about that. You know, how do we pray? What, what do we do? Well, he, and Jesus said, okay, here's how you pray. Matthew 6, 9 through uh, 13. We'll go that far today. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Deliver us from the evil one. That's what we want to talk about today. Some translations say evil. Uh, more likely he's referring to the evil one. Because if if you're talking about evil, you have to be talking about the evil one, who is Satan in all his minions, uh, his principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, as it talks Mm -hmm. about in Ephesians 6. But then then all the demonic elements, too, that we have to refer to the demons, the the basically kind of the infantry of Satan. Infantry, yeah. Yeah, uh, of Satan. But we want to talk about today deliverance uh, on an, on a personal level, on an internal level. Some people think of deliverance, you know, as knock down, drag out, foaming at the mouth, mm-hmm. thrusting, throwing, rolling around on the floor, and that can happen sometimes. But we're talking about here's I'm going to make this statement here. Okay, all of us 
need deliverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Before, Even, yeah. before we receive Jesus and after we receive Jesus, all of us need the deliverance that only he can bring. Well, this is obvious because the Apostle Paul even said in the middle of Romans 7, after he's validated his salvation in 6, he says, who will deliver me from this body of death? And I think he's talking about um, the operating system that operates in our soul, our flesh. Flesh is the soul and, and, and the body connected. And who will deliver me from this body of death? So we have been programmed by a body of death. But going back to, just go back to the Our Father for a second, the, 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 same, the same words, almost word for word, are in Luke chapter 11. But he says, um, uh, forgive us for our sins. I think the other one says debts. Debts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgive us our sins and give us our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. And then in that chapter of 11, he goes on to say, um, it, it gets a little bit lost because, again, he picks up this deliver us from the evil one in, in verse 14. He is casting out a demon in 14. And the, the demon was mute, so that it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke, and the mar- and the clouds uh, multitudes marvelled. So he was not able to talk. But Jesus was talking about this is kind of a personal deliverance. This man had a problem, a real problem with mute. Mute is usually a, a, a mute spirit or a dumb spirit that can't un- doesn't allow someone to speak. But then he goes, then he runs into trouble because they're accusing him in verse fifteen, eleven, fifteen of Luke. Um, he casts out demons by Beelzebub. So they're questioning his authority to actually cast out demons. Now, we're looking at Jesus here. You know, we can say, well, that was well, that was back in Jesus' day. That was, you know, that's not relevant for today. But it really is because everyone needs, like you said, a personal deliverance, an ongoing deliverance, really. Yeah, and, and basically you talked about this, per, this, uh, this, this person that was mute, yeah. a, a demon, and it was mute. So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. So at the root of these physical manifestations and manifestations Mm -hmm. are demonic powers. Now, it's hard for many Uh, people to Mm -hmm. even conceive of that. But the the bottom line is that we live in a spiritual world. Very much. Okay. And there's the the war of the kingdoms, Mm -hmm. two kingdoms, the kingdom of God, kingdom of Satan. God has provided the de- the defeat of the kingdom of Satan mm-hmm. through Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. It's already been accomplished, okay, through the cross, through Jesus offering himself as a perfect sacrifice for sin to bring us deliverance, to bring us rescue, to bring us freedom. The issue is, though, we that has to be appropriated. Right. It's and that, and a, mm-hmm. that's where that's where that's where we come in. The rescue has to be accomplished because, you through know, the truth through the word of God's truth. And, and you know, going back to the, 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 the war within, we are a kingdom. You know, there, there's the world in the world. We see the you know, the the world fighting and going to war and all kinds of devastations out there. But he's talking in, in Luke 11, he's saying delivers from the evil one. And then he talks about in verse um, after they uh, accuse him of casting out demons by Beelzebub, he said, in verse 17, every kingdom, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how then will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. 
Then he goes on to say something quite interesting and specific. He says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than him comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all of his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He, you know, so we're looking at here uh, this, a, a strong man. We are the strong man of our kingdom. We're the guy, the woman, the person that's been appropriated to this kingdom, our life, our body, our health, our, our destiny, our relationships. That is our kingdom. And, and Satan wants to divide our kingdom. And the only way he can do that here, Jesus is saying, delivers from the evil. And how does the evil one work? He divides us against ourself. He sets us up in opposition to ourself um, because he, he says um, when he's fully armed in his armor, in his confidence, knows who he is, you know, walking in the truth and the word of the word of God, he is safe. But when one who is stronger comes and he's cunning and he begins to play on our weaknesses or play on our lack or play on need or play on difficulties and dangers, he can persuade us that we are afraid, that we are weak, that we need help. And he overcomes the strong man by presenting a stronger argument that the, the strong man is in danger. And so then we allow, we take his solutions and he takes our armor. So in other words, what you're saying, Marjorie, is like we are, we are uh, us individually, my, me, my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, all that pertains to it. Uh, yeah. We are like a individual. We're like a mini kingdom, right? A mini kingdom that is influenced by the, both the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan, all the, the kingdom time. of this world. Mm -hmm. So there's that, there's that interplay upon us. Mm -hmm. And as, that, as you yeah. wrote in God on trial, it's the, the war is going on for the souls of men, mm -hmm. the war between God and Satan for the souls of men. Yes. And he say, God wants us. Satan wants us. Mm -hmm. So we're, 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 we're caught. We're in, in a but sense, for different the, reasons. <laughs> right. For di God wants to, to rescue us, to save us. In other words, the word deliverance, it's interesting in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word for, it comes from a root word that means to snatch away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it, the, the word for deliverance in the Old Testament means, you know, to escape. It's got a variety of meanings. Uh, to escape, to pluck, to recover, to rescue, to save. Uh, preserve or to take out, and then essentially in the New Testament, the the Greek word for um, deliverance is is rescue. Mm -hmm. So interesting about the term rescue is that that if you're you don't know how to swim, you're in a uh, you've fallen out of a boat into a lake, you don't have a life preserver on, you don't know how to swim in thirty feet of water, you you can't do anything to rescue yourself. Yeah. You, you, someone has to come mm -hmm. and rescue you. And this is what Paul is saying, what you referred mm -hmm. to, Margie, in Romans chapter 7. Who will well, deliver, deliver me? me? In other mm -hmm. words, I don't have the power to deliver myself. Right. I am dependent on someone else. Just like right. anybody that's, you know, someone is being rescued out of the lake Any, and they can't swim. Somebody else mm -hmm. that has more strength and more power and know-how than I have, yeah, to has rescue. to come mm -hmm. and snatch me away. Well, you know, it's interesting that the po the problem is that we don't understand the circumstances and the situation. Most people do not uh, admit that they're in a war. But in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 24, 5, and 6, we have a very interesting um, set of verses here. It says, he's talking about the, the soldier must endure, uh, be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ, endure hardship, um, be faithful. 
And in verse 24, he says, A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. But the interesting thing is the omission in verse 25 in the New King James, because it says, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition to themselves in the Old King James. And this really goes back to the strong, stronger men coming to divide the house, to set us up in opposition to ourselves, to get us to believe that we need the enemy's help to resolve an issue, and therefore he becomes our savior, he becomes our rescuer, our answerer to prayer. Our... So, so really, in, in that sense, then, that Jesus Christ is the stronger man. We well, have... he is the stronger man, but Satan is also impersonating, always counterfeiting the stronger man and becomes the, the, the first on the scene, so to speak. So we think he's the good guy. But going back to the verse mm-hmm. for a second, he says, in, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If you have the old King James, you will find it in opposition to themselves. It's a very uh, deliberate and, and, and diabolical mm-hmm. omission mm-hmm. because it makes it switches the focus uh, from the, where, where the real problem is. So he says, if God perhaps will grant them what? Repentance. That means to change their mind so that they may know the truth, not think about it, not feel it, not hope they can figure it out, but know the truth, that they may come to their senses. I mean, people are senseless. They're, they're deceived. Part of what people need deliverance from is that spirit of stupor and not knowing how to discern even what's going on in their own house or their own household or their relationships. So s- deliver us from that spirit of um, stupor that we might escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So he's saying here, we have been taken captive by the devil. That is called the snake pit. We are under the demonic authority, even though it's not legal um, and it's not legitimate. It's it's what it is right now because we're born into the devil's kingdom. So, yeah, we're born into the devil's kingdom. And then, then Jesus came to bring us into his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that when we you say you receive Jesus, you, you put your faith in Christ, you 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 turn from your sins. You turn to him, and you believe that he is, he he's the rescue you. He, mm-hmm. he rescue. Well, he's in a the rescue, rescuer, uh-huh. and and you come to him, and you put your trust in him. You receive his salvation, but what the moment you put your faith in Christ, it's the beginning of a process of salvation. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you're saved. You're born again. Yep, you're bought you're, and you're paid there, for now. You're bought and paid for. God. You're in the kingdom of God. If you would die at that moment, you would go to be with him forever. But this, Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because it is God that Works is in working. In, it doesn't isn't working for your salvation. Mm-hmm. It's letting the Lord work it out. It's a process. It's a, it's a instantaneous salvation is instantaneous. Like a birth, like a birth. But then there's it, a whole life process that follows there's that a birth. whole life process. So we're in that life process and we have to understand that life process in, within the framework of the spiritual warfare that's going on. Yeah. And I think for, there's two, the, the concept is the same for salvation and deliverance in salvation. You surrender. You finally admit you're lost. You admit you can't do this. You you accept the the free gift of Jesus Christ, His way of salvation. So you're surrendering. You're you're letting go of pride and fear and and and, and stubbornness and whatever else is. I can do it and control. You're just kind of collapsing on the floor and saying, you know what, I can't do this. And that's called surrender. And you know what, deliverance is really the same thing. Unfortunately, we have many bad teachings 
in the theologies that people are trained up under, and they believe that once I'm saved, I cannot have a demon in my uh, life. And I cannot be con- being controlled or, or operated or oppressed by a demon. However, none of us would, would argue the point that we're not oppressed. We are oppressed. We're, we're, you know, Satan wants to press us down, depress, oppress, suppress us in our, in our life, in our, uh, you know, we, uh, the, rele- the revelation of Jesus Christ and the recognition of our fulfillment. So surrendering to, to this, first of all, you have to say, well, you know what? It's possible that I am controlled by, uh, I am uh, bought and paid for, owned by Jesus, but controlled still by a, a demon. Or a, and, and I had a girl the other day come, yeah, she came up, of my life. Yeah. she came up to me the other day, she says, well, I, do you really believe a Christian can have a demon in them? And I said, well, you know, the, the Lord, it's like this, yes and no. When you, you know, you can, we have these things now remote, do we have drones and we have remote controlled cars and things, and you, the controller, stand outside of the drone. You're not inside of the car. You're not inside of the drone, but you are controlling it through the the, 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 re, the remote. And so what happens, the same thing. I believe Satan has set us up to either control us through external circumstances and through the temptations he puts in our mind, in our heart, our soul, to be afraid. And then with that fear, then what we do is we kind of push the buttons that allows this program to engage and begin this fear or control or anxiety or stress or anger or whatever it is. So it's a kind of a thing where he is provoking us to do those things. Now, there are actually people, however, who are Christians who have actually been delivered from a stronghold. Many times they're not aware of it. It's just become so blended into what they see themselves doing and acting in their personality and how they process their thoughts and things that they don't even see that they need a deliverance. And and yet the Lord knows that that's where he wants to come and, and separate them from this, this thing that operates in their subconscious or in the, the bot in the background or whatever you want to call it, this controlling their responses. Yeah, in the background, when we talk, we're talking background, we're talking about generations past where there are things that have happened in, in, in your family line, you know, in your spiritually spiritual genetics, so to mm-hmm. speak, yeah. uh, things that have been done in the past that come down to us, you know, it talks about to the third and fourth generation, right. and so many people are not aware of those things. I think there's becoming there's certain amount of awareness of that because, mm-hmm. you know, doctors, medical doctors look at medical history, family history. Okay, if you have a history of heart disease, you know that's that's probably something you're going to have, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you have to look at those spiritual aspects that yep, yeah. something was going on back there. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And sometimes people have, you know, no clue. Mm-hmm. And, and But if sometimes if you look at the symptoms, you you can tell what the disease is, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I think with training, like what you do, Marjorie, with life recovery, you... When you see the symptoms uh, mm-hmm. of all this, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, you're pretty much knowing what the right. what the disease is, what mm-hmm. what's going on there spiritually, and then to be able to address that spiritually, right. confess, forsake. There's power in confession mm-hmm. and denial, uh, uh, not denial. Denial but, continues the process. The, the but things as is, the, yeah. but the sense confess and and forsake. Right. right? Right. Confess and forsake. Well, I think that's cover your sin. You'll not prosper. You confess and you forsake. You'll have mercy. But that's that's a process that 
a lot of people have no idea about, a lot of believers have no idea about, but that's so important for us to have that freedom, that deliverance, mm-hmm. that rescue from the Lord at a at an intimate and personal level in our right. lives. We have to realize that the Old Testament was written under the law, and under the law there's legalities, there's eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, blow for blow. And when the people in your bloodlines passed have killed people, murdered people, uh, practiced witchcraft, stole their property, uh, uh, whatever, you know, people, we're related to people up there, whether you want to believe it or know about it or even don't know about it, it's the fact. And when those sins are still on the book, Satan wants to take his legal, take you to the court and charge you with the things that your, your ancestors have done. You said, well, that's not fair. Well, of course it's not fair, but when is, since when is Satan ever fair? But God wants you to know you have the atonement now. You're under the uh, the new covenant, the covenant of grace. However, we have to make, we have to transition out of the old covenant through the agreements, through repentance, through confession of sin. And we do not realize, as you said, spiritual genetics. The doctors, when they look at your things, uh, your, your issues, your health issues, your uh, they're kind of stumped. They say, well, it's stress. Well, you need to go to a counselor. Well, it's, yes. That's about all they can give you. It's stress. Yes, it's stress. From where is that coming from? How is that stress being processed in your body? It's processed through a spirit of fear or anxiety, which is messing with your hypothalamus, which is causing all these uh, fearful messages to go down into your systems and do all kinds of damage. By the way, we're doing a workshop on that very thing, the spiritual roots of physical diseases, in April and in March, on the 21st of March, the third Saturdays of both months. The third, uh, we're going to do an on the generational uh, curses and, and generational bloodlines and how to determine what's going on in your bloodline. But the thing is, for what I see is that your genealogical or geneogram or your, the generational transmission of information comes through the DNA. And so the DNA has been marked. The, the, the enemy marks the iniquities. He, he highlights the places on your bloodline where sins have been committed, where offenses and crimes have been committed where they've never been um, uh, brought to court. And he wants to make you pay for the same thing he got your father, mother, grandfather, whatever, to pay. He wants you to pay again and again. And what has to happen is we set, we recognize that pattern of judgment, that pattern of loss. Maybe it's loss of inheritances. Maybe it's bickering in, in, in marriages. Maybe it's uh, loss of your firstborn through death. Maybe it's kids um, leaving home and being rebellious. I don't know. It's, uh, maybe it's people with uh, you know various ailments and illnesses and ailments. But the thing is, Satan wants to continue to bring those charges against you. And Jesus said, "There's a deliverance here, a rescue, a resolve." But he, but to do that now, really, I mean, you can under, understand this with your head, in your mind, in your heart. You can understand this with your soul. But to get this really taken care of, to be really delivered, where the demon goes out, the the programming is deleted, um, there has to be a recognition by God to you, to your spirit, where you begin to have the courage to surrender and say, you know what, Lord, I confess I have been afraid. I have been self-reliant. I have been um, uh, fearful. I have been um, jealous. I have been, I've carried a bitterness against whoever. Um, because if you can see that that's not you, I mean, we, the problem with the demonic taking over of our life is he is so subtle. He blends in so well with you and, and I, that he wants to get us to believe that the things we're doing and saying and thinking and feeling are us. But 
How does the devil tempt us? He tempts us in our minds, in our hearts, to be afraid, to believe lies. And so you and I, if we think those thoughts are our thoughts or our feelings or our emotions, um, then we just embrace them and we don't even, uh, we don't uh, question them. We don't interrogate those thoughts. We, it's like everybody gets to come in because they look like me. The th- I'm, I'm, I am. I am whatever. Well, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, interesting statement. Uh, if you would subtract the thought, if you go into our brains, right? Yeah. And, and subtract the thoughts of Satan and the thoughts from God, what would you have left? Well, I don't know. See, people people think well, you know it, what I'm saying? they say it's just me. Yeah, it's just me. It's just my thoughts. But but you recognize that Satan is continually injecting thoughts right, right. into us. Right. And basically we're 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 operating according to the prince of this world. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we come to know Christ, but still there's the mm-hmm. there's the there's the he, Romans twelve one and two. He says we need to be transformed by, by the, the renewing, renewing of, of our, our minds, uh-huh. that we may prove what is that good and acceptable right. and perfect will of God. So there's a whole renewing of the mind, a retraining, <clears throat> yeah, uh, of our 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 whole thought process. Our mind is not bad. Our heart, our emotions, they're not bad. The TV is not bad, but Satan uses it to create and program a lot of people with very bad things. And this is the problem that. Our minds need to be renewed. And the only way that is when you write a program, when you write a program, there's information, there's equations, there's uh, things that pieces of information that factor into that program. Like, like for example, in the program of your life, you're going to have a, a, a thought or a solution or a, 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 on what is life. Life is what? Life is what? Well, to you, life is what? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it hard? Is it um, exciting? Is it... Uh, terrible is it dreadful whatever is there is going to operate in your in your subconscious as part of the programming the body of death programming because satan was there to program you and all the junk that he programmed into your people before you comes down into this this uh program operating system and so when god says renew your mind the only way we can do that is by constantly being in the word of god the word of god resets the systems to truth like, for example, what does God say life is? Life is to live as Christ. Uh, we live and move and have our being in him. Uh, life is God's gift to us. It's an opportunity to uh, know him and to be part of his kingdom, to abide in him. Life is good. But Satan says, no, life is a problem and you need to resolve issues and you need to take care of yourself. So all, when you read the word, see, that's the problem. The bigger problem is that people are only eating what's been regurgitated to them in their uh, Sunday morning worship services or church services or online or whatever they do. They're not really going and getting their own food. They're, you know, I can't live off of somebody else's regurgitated vomit. I'm not saying it's all vomit, but, but you have to go and eat your own food. This is a requirement for human life as well. I cannot expect you to eat my food for me. Exactly, exactly what Jesus said. He said, um, I don't pray for, in John 17, he says, we're, we're, those who follow him are not of the world, just as he is not of the world. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. Right. Okay? They are not of the world, even as I have, just as I am not of the world. 
He said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. In other words, set mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- de- it's a basically the whole process of what we call discipleship is deprogramming from the old right. satanic mindsets yep. and renewing our minds through the word of God, renewing our life, not just our minds. And then our, out of our, that our soul, our life, our spirit. Mm-hmm. So, so we are have living, the mind of Christ. We, we have the mind yeah. of Christ. So we're, we're thinking it's a whole different way, n- new thought pride because the kingdom of God is a whole new th- thought process. When Jesus did the, ser- shared the sermon, what we call on the, the mount, sermon yeah. on the Mount, mm-hmm. it was, it was like revolutionary revel- yeah. talk about he's, he's yeah, love he's, your enemies, you know? Total, total revolutionary, just like, wait a minute, this is not how things work in the world. But you see, this wasn't a, a, a change of mind for God. Always no. the kingdom of heaven always operated on the principles of love and forgiveness and grace and mercy. Um, and in the Old Testament, there was so many times, however, when the Father, God, had to discipline his children because they were being so uh, polluted, rebellious. yeah, rebellious, polluted, deceived rebellious. Yeah. by the enemy. And so he had to keep... Uh, actually, the punishments and the, the the captivities and things were to purify them, to keep them, to, to preserve them, for the uh, so they could bring forth the Messiah out of their bloodline. Um, and so, but the thing is, we, uh, the mind of Christ, like you said, this is a whole different deal. We we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We don't use the world's uh, patterns and and trends and and recommendations and expectations. Uh, we go to our source, who is God. We don't go to the sources of the world. I mean, yes, God has given us some of these things as remedies or as crutches or as helps or as, you know, I mean, we, you know, uh, but our real source for everything is God. And and to be guided by his spirit, his Holy Spirit is so important right now. Because um, if you are in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing or thinking the wrong thing or looking in the wrong direction for something, you could be totally destroyed and deceived. So right now, the thing is, pray for your feet, not just for your mind, but for your feet that I believe the Holy Spirit says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. God can guide our feet as we ask him. I mean, people don't pray for their feet. They pray for wisdom. They pray for their mind. They pray for their friends. They pray blah, blah. Pray that your feet will be guided by the Holy Spirit, that you will, will be walking in the, in, the, in the counsel of God, in the word of God, in, and be at the right place at the right time. And stay then in his peace, perfect, um, perfect love, uh, the peace of God, perfect, you know, the revelation of his peace. Um, and and that, that's the only way we can be in this world and be delivered and survive. I remember that I, I, I never saw it. I saw excerpts of it. Years ago, there was a movie by Alfred Hitchcock called The Birds. And these birds would just come big flocks and, and just go after people. Scare the people, yeah. Scare people. But, you know, we, we live in this kind of world yep. where there's just this, you know, Martin Luther said, in this world will with demons filled. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, mm-hmm. it's like everywhere, everywhere. But we don't have to fear. Or be paranoid. Or, par- or be paranoid. Yeah. And it's like we live in this. We're in this world. Well, we're not of this world. Jesus is gonna, not going to take us out of the world till we're He's able to he's keep done. us. He he's said you're more than us. conquerors. We're more right. than conquerors through him who loved us. The, and and the, the whole point of the spiritual warfare is to not freak out, to not become afraid, to, to not submit to fear because fear is not love. Perfect love casts out fear. Um, and the other thing I think is that I just want to throw in at the very end here 
is to be still and know that I'm God. I am I'm just, I, I, you know, I, I don't live with a lot of noise in my life. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I don't have the radio blaring. I don't have the, you know, you walk into a store, there's got to be the elevator music. There's the restaurant. There's got to be 16 TVs blaring with 14 sports events. People, it's like people are afraid to be quiet. And the Bible says when you pray, um, go into your prayer closet, be quiet. And I believe this is the problem. People are so terrified of themselves. They're so terrified of what's going on inside of themselves. You've got to have noise. That you've got to have noise to make sure that you're and feel like you're not alone. But in terms of who will deliver me from this, this body of death, who will deliver me? If you need deliverance, I would say what you want to do first is be quiet. Go into a quiet place. Don't be afraid. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you um, what is going on in, internally because everything that you're fussing with, whether it's cancer or uh, whether it's a mental illness or whether it's a relationship with a, a child or, or a whatever financial difficulties, there is a demonic root to it because this is not what God does. And God does not do these things to us to teach us a lesson or to test us. God doesn't need to test us. He already knows who we are. He knew from the foundation of the world, every, every misstep, every mistake, every good thing, every bad thing, every place we would ever be. So when you get along, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And, and you, you shall, shall know, know the, the truth, truth and the, the truth, truth will make, you yeah, free. make you free. And when you get alone with the Lord, there's something about that, alone with the Lord, undistracted. Mm-hmm. And the enemy will fight that. And he doesn't want that. But when you get in there and let the word of God speak to you, you up. Mm-hmm. the word of God will show you things that need to go from your life, things that need to come into your life. And he's the source of that. Mm-hmm. It, the mm-hmm. Word of God is not a self-help book. It's a book of freedom. It's a book of deliverance. Yeah, and you know, it's like a book. Jesus says, I'm, you know, he, the, I'm the living water. And so when you have a glass of water and it's fret re- and you're thirsty and it's clear and it's cold and it's, it's pure and it's good and you take it and you just feel life coming back into you. Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm going to say. You're in the Word of God. You're spending time with God. Then don't go dumping mud and filth and vomit into that glass of water by uh, allowing your your mind to look at movies and and s- situations that are defiling. Mm-hmm. I think so many times we don't understand how quickly and subtly these things you know go around in our life, and before you know it, you're you're in. I I don't even want to look at mo- most movies anymore. I just can't even. I mean, I never did look at many, but you got to be careful because we got to keep the peace, the quiet, and the the um the focus on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's so many Psalms and Proverbs about not being afraid because there's so much wickedness and things that we mm-hmm. get exposed to mm-hmm. it through our computers, through our TV, through mm-hmm. all kinds of ways, uh, social media. There's so much uh, wickedness at the same time. We, we, we don't, we're not to bury our heads in the sand. But we're to we're to trust the Lord. Let mm-hmm. the Lord renew our minds, mm-hmm. be transformed. Fill yourself with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. In Psalm one, in, in His Word, He meditates day and night. And good thing to remember as we come to the conclusion here today is that in Second Timothy uh, four eighteen, here's what the, Paul says toward the end of his life: The Lord and the Lord will deliver me. Mm-hmm. He'll rescue me. Right. Mm-hmm. from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And Lord God, we thank you that you are with us in this 
strategy to uh, the, the enemy strategy to take us out. You are with us, Lord God, to deliver us, give us wisdom, counsel, peace, direction, and the way of escape. For you are the God of escapes. You are the God of escape from death. And so you said, too, that you are the God of peace who will crush Satan under our feet shortly. And so we thank you for your grace to be upon each one as we look to you this week, this day, this hour, this minute for deliverance, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.